It's time to discuss the latest Disney news and rumors. That is coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. So welcome everybody to episode 182 of Traveling with the Mouse for January 31st, Thursday. My name is Adam Brown and I am joined by John Martin. Hello everyone. This is our last episode of January. Can you believe January is already over? Come to a close, pretty much. Yeah, it is but believable. The- the coldness is still it's just getting started apparently so <laughs> it's been a mild winter for the most part for us so i will take it except for the end of it except for today as we're recording this <laughs> it's like the coldest day of the year but anyway moving on to the news here's one that i wanted to start with that's some good news to talk about and that is that the maleficent dragon the fire-breathing dragon that caught fire back in, (laughs) I think it was last May-ish, something like that, of last year, in the Festival of Fantasy Parade at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Is that enough detail? Is now back as of uh, a few days ago. This is good news, right? Yeah, I mean, it's good to see things. We'll see how, if it makes sure that it's working properly. You know, we wouldn't want to... any more incidents but i've never seen this parade so it's not oh i mean it doesn't ever? do much for me no like even on youtube well i mean i seen it on oh. youtube especially when the dragon malfunctioned oh, right. maleficent malfunctioned <laughs> right. i've seen that several times this is the best but, part of the parade know. in my opinion <laughs> when maleficent malfunctions well <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry the dragon itself is my favorite part of the parade i think it's oh okay very popular gotcha not just the fact that it could catch on fire at any moment. Right. <laughs> I've not been, I mean, I really never have, but especially in recent years, I've not really been a big parade guy. It's always been something I try to work around. Yeah. So they're not really my thing. If Maddie shows interest in them, then obviously yeah. we'll stop for them. But just in general, not really, you know, with the exception of the nighttime parades, I have seen that uh, probably more so than any others. Right. Matter of fact, I think it was the first trip that we took her when she was only eight months old. We were dining in Liberty Tree Tavern when the Main Street Electrical Parade was coming by. So saw some of it from the the steps, basically, of Liberty Tree Tavern. I'm certainly not one that will line up for a parade for, you know, like an hour, hour and a half beforehand just to get a good spot. But I will try to walk up on it and see if I can catch it. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a really good parade. Almost any parade these days is very difficult to get a good spot for it. I got what I thought was a pretty good spot last minute, or not you know, not like it was about to start anything, but not long before it started for the Christmas parade at the party. So I've seen it from Main Street before, but I wouldn't say it was a great spot. And then I've watched it from Frontierland and from the hub, and, you know, it's just so many people. I was going to say, of course, my idea of a great spot is Frontierland because that's where it starts, meaning it'll be over there first. <laughs> right, well. it'll be done. That's my idea. They can go spot. ride Big Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, to each their own. I've seen this parade from a really good 
spot, but the problem was it gets so crowded. It is the uh, Main Street train station I've seen this parade from up high. You know, it's pretty cool, but by the time the parade starts, people just start flooding up there and they just sort of crowd around you to the point where it's uncomfortable. But we still had a good spot for it once. Anyway, moving on. To parades. <laughs> yes. Got a little sidetracked there, but good to see the old dragon back. <laughs> that could mean so many things. Huh? Anyway, <laughs> seeing as how this is news and rumors, I don't know. Well, it's not really a rumor. This is more like progress. Because um, uh, photos are have been surfaced in the last week, seeing as how, showing how the uh, Epcot Space Restaurant's taking shape. Ah. Um, so there's actually some you can there's some visible construction going on concerning that, more so than I thought there would be at this point. But apparently it's come along rather nicely because there's some curved framework that looks very similar to what people uh, see in the in the design, you know, how it's right. going to have like a curvature to the, the looking out into space part. So that, you can kind of see that. That part's erect. Um, you can kind of see the framework for that. Is it, Making progress. I was going to make a joke about, you know, what kind of food are they going to serve there? Like like a meal just thrown in a food processor and in a, in a freezer bag and you just suck it out of yes. there like an astronaut would. Yes, you're basically going to be served human baby food. <laughs> right. No. But uh, I'm actually getting excited about this. At first, I thought, too, the last thing we need at Epcot is another restaurant. But now that I think about it, Future World, especially on that side, there's nothing except Electric Umbrella, which is a horrible, <laughs> terrible place mm. to eat. Is that really on that side? I mean, no, Kind of. It's the only thing close, I guess I should say, to where this restaurant will be. Other than maybe a couple of kiosks here and there. That's the only thing I can think of. Because Guardians is being constructed. Wonders of Life is closed. Test Track has Taste Track, apparently. I was was just about to say, there's Taste Track over there. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) That's about it. And so, yeah, that's the only competition this restaurant has, basically, in the future world. Well, since that was kind of short to go along with it, there's also photos over the last week of Guardians being yeah. updated as well, so that looks like it's coming along. Yeah, I'm excited about the progress. A few weeks ago when I was there looking at from World Showcase, it does blend in with the sky when it's not a very cloudy, overcast day, so the building, you know, that no-sea green or whatever you want to call the color, sky blue, whatever, they painted it, it does blend in, but it's still a monstrosity of a building. Right. So, but it's going to be a fun ride. This is going to be a really fun roller coaster. It's, so, I'm excited. I'm going to say, it. it's the equivalent of the rock and roller coaster <coughs> building, only in blue. <laughs> right. Basically. And with no number on it. <laughs> but we know. Well, I guess rock and roller coaster. Although the launch tunnel for rock and roller coaster is pretty straight until you get into the show building. This one, we know that you're going uphill. When you enter the ginormous building that they're building, you're going to be in the very top of it to start with. So you would assume there will be some sort of drop after you get into the main building. Right. So I'm excited for it. It'll be different. Yep. That was one of the ones I was looking forward to the most. I say that just because there's a lot of copycat stuff, and even though 
Ratatouille is bringing it's a copy of one that already exists in in some Disney park, but it's also the first trackless yeah um, right. ride system that Walt Disney World will have. Hopefully, yeah. it'll be followed by more. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be the first for that. So that's why that one makes unique. But at least this one, Guardians, is unique to Walt Disney World. Does that make sense? Yes. So yes, it is unique. And I think it's better than taking an existing ride like Tower of Terror and turning it into a Guardians ride. Well, even though I've heard a lot of people love that ride. They so. do, yes. But for me, I would rather have you know something original because the Tower of Terror at Disney World is sacred, so you can't you can't mess yeah. with it. Right, yes. Yeah, let's hope they don't. It's on holy ground. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's a short story about something at Epcot. We've talked about this recently, and I'm trying to remember what episode or what conversation we were having. We were talking about scooters and wheelchairs and all that stuff, but an annual pass holder, it says, is suing Disney over a scooter incident where she was run over by a motorized scooter and had to have a pin and steel rod inserted into her hip because of her injury. This happened a year ago, or sometime last year, at Epcot. She was hit from behind and did not see the electric scooter coming. And her surgery, you know, as I said, consisted of a steel rod inserted into her hip. So that she's suing Disney, I guess, for this. So we'll see where this ends up and if mm. this changes anything as far as scooters. But scooters have made headlines recently with the apparent uh, knocking off a door on the monorail. And uh, we've talked about scooter incidents before, so it's, they're they're not uncommon. There are lots of them out there these days, so it's not surprising, I, sh- I guess I should say. Mm. Oh, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, that's happening, I guess I should say. It happened, yeah, happening. So we'll update you on that if anything comes of it. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a little tidbit of something we learned also in the past week is that the Millennium Falcon attraction Smuggler's Run will have a single rider line, which might uh, be yeah. useful to some. Um, I haven't seen what they look like at Disney World, but yeah. um, I believe the ones in Disneyland are now officially complete, the right. outside part at least anyway. Yep. So. Yeah. So I would say another month or so the Disney World one will be done because that was a f- Back in like November, maybe, and don't remember exactly when it was. They released a video of that sunset photo of the Millennium Falcon at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So it won't be too much longer for the Walt Disney World one is done. And some smart person out there is going to figure <coughs> out the date of when that photo was taken and do the timeline of okay, this is about how far behind the Walt Disney World construction is from the Disneyland one and get an opening date time frame of like right oh it's going to be blah 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 date because of the <laughs> millennium falcon photos that might be released uh, we'll see hopefully that happens makes sense yeah. but as far um, as single rider that's good news in a way i guess because it's going to help cut down on the uh weight potentially well, for those that are on the single rider line, it might, but yes, um, probably won't. Talk. Just, just know that that just this doesn't mean this because they've suggested it or even it's been said that they will have a single rider line. 
that it's actually going to happen. And the reason yeah. why I say that is because Flights of Passage was supposed to have one, but never did. Soren at Epcot had one for a matter of months, but yeah. um, was done away with because they just don't work out the way they intend. So yeah. they're going to try to have one, but if they don't see the logistics in it, they may never start it, or if they don't see any advantage to it, they, they may don't see it working the way they had hoped, um, they may <clears throat> stop it if they do start it. So it, it really kind of depends. You know, you, you look at the rides that have it, and it usually makes sense because there's going to be gaps right. at certain points. Mm. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case with Smuggler's Run. And I know that rides like Soren and Flights of Passage, they all had a pretty high capacity to begin with. I don't know where single rider would help very much there, just like it wouldn't help very much at Soren. So well, we'll see. I'm thinking about this, like, for... This is going to be basically like Test Track. There's six seats in the Millennium Falcon cockpit. And if you have a party of five, they'll use a single rider to fill that cabin. So the different... The disadvantage I can see of being a single rider is you're going to be stuck with other people. So you're rarely, if ever, going to be the pilot of the Millennium Falcon if you're a single rider. Because you're going to be stuck with groups of, you know, an odd number of groups so that you can fill in the rest of the, you know, seats or whatever remaining seats are available. <clears throat> so I doubt you'll ever be piloting the Falcon if you're a single rider. I don't see how that's possible unless you just convince whoever's in there with you to let you pilot the Falcon. Right. I don't know. I'm still fuzzy on this because being like a group of say four or whatever, I don't want two random people paired with me that I don't know screwing up my mission. If I, you know what I mean? Like if every <laughs> button does something, uh, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know. It just seems a little strange, but just, just make sure you have a party of six and you'll be... <laughs> I guess so. I don't know how else to do it. So, I've done single rider there before on test right several times. Even single rider there can get kind of long when compared to other ones. I think like Rock and Roller Coaster and Everest, I don't know what it is about that because I feel like a lot of times the seats just seem like they end up odd numbered. Like there's either a one or they have a party of three or something like that. It seems like those move around more quickly to having to use a single rider than yeah. does the six person. So maybe it wouldn't be conducive to Millennium, the Millennium Falcon attraction, but we'll see. Yeah. And I was thinking too, the, you know, Radiator Springs Racers is the same way. I did single rider on that as well. And <clears throat> actually my wife and I did single rider on that and we actually sat together because it was a group that had four and we wow. ended up staying together. So you're just willing to split up, but it turned out you actually ended up right staying together. together. But we were in the back seat. That's kind of what I was thinking about Millennium Falcon. Is you're going to be stuck in the back because you're going to be filling in the remaining seats. So anyway, yeah. we'll see how that goes. I I don't think it's going to be that great now that I think about it. I'd rather go in the regular line or or try to be fast pass if possible, which <laughs> is going to be very hard to come by. Like I say, just make sure you bring a group of six with you and you'll uh, I guess. have to work. And then wait five hours and wear adult diapers <laughs> so you can make it through the line. 
Well, you know, if it has that long of a wait, I'm gonna be like, eh, it's not that important right now. I am considering going opening day, whenever that <laughs> happens. But good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to be there at like 4 a.m. or earlier, waiting in line just to. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see if it works out. But so something that I meant to talk about when we did our 2019 preview show was talking about the movies that are coming out this year. So I will do that now and talk about all of the Disney movies that will be released in 2019. Since we're still early enough in the year to talk about the movies that are coming out. The first one is going to be Captain Marvel, which I believe comes out March 8th. And Captain Marvel, I believe we've, you know, we've already seen some trailers for it. It was, uh, it looks cool. But again, I don't, I'm so far behind on Marvel films that I will probably not watch this one right away. But it does look cool. Any comments on Captain Marvel? Uh, I just, uh, there's just so many Marvel films, I don't know that I could possibly <laughs> yeah. keep up. So We I have mean, small kids. We just can't, we can't do like movies like we used to. Well, there's that, but I mean, there's so many Marvel films, I don't know that I would, I mean, I don't know that I've watched very many of them. I, I liked Guardians, so I watched both of those. Yeah. But outside of that, I've just, it's just saturated, in my opinion. Yeah, there's it's a lot of them. Too much, too fast, but, you know, the numbers suggest that they're doing the right thing as far as being profitable, so. Yeah. Beat that horse more until power it dies. Yeah. And beat it some more. So let's see. The next one is March 29th, and that will be Dumbo, the Tim Burton version of Dumbo live action. Which I know it features. I know Danny DeVito is in it. Yeah, I've seen. The, I've seen the the previews of the it. Trailer, yeah. Watch the trailer. It looked good. Yeah, I mean, it might. I mean, it looks like they've kind of altered the story somewhat to include two kid characters yeah. being mainly involved i guess so i don't know exactly what how that's gonna come together but we'll see yeah i kind of feel like the the way this one came off looked a little bit to borrow a word from arnold vosler in the his commentary from the mummy um cartoonish <laughs> okay. in this one we'll right. more so yeah i mean because isn't dumbo is supposed to look he's supposed to somewhat look real but I guess the the bigger yeah. ear. You thought the CGI element. was not as good. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. as the stuff I've seen in comparison with Jungle Book and the previews I've seen for um, Lion King, even it didn't well, see it didn't they didn't sell it to me. It didn't right. seem as believable. I guess. Well, I guess the difference there is those two are John Favreau, and this one is Tim Burton. So maybe Tim Burton's going more whimsical. He is a little off center for. And I like several Director. of his films. Yeah. I don't like all of them, but I like several of his films. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But it also stars uh, Colin Farrell, and the uh, kids are Nico Parker and Finley Hobbins. So I don't know them, but right. anyway. Newcomers, maybe. The next one is a uh, Disney nature film called Penguins. And that will be April 20th, I think. Isn't that Earth Day? April the 22nd. Second. There you go. I mean, yeah, there's something that comes from the Earth that's uh, celebrated (laughs) on April 20th. Right. There you go. (laughs) The next one, 
April 26th is Avengers Endgame, which obviously will be humongous to see uh, what happens there. Not just a Marvel movie, but yet another Avengers movie. Yes. All right, and then continuing on into May, we have Aladdin, the live-action version, which I'm looking forward to this one. It's you know Will Smith as the genie. That's one I just hope they don't mess with the story too much. When I think of a live-action remake of the, the cartoon that they've done well, I'm thinking along the lines of Beauty and the Beast. Right, yeah. They had the same, you know, basic storyline as to the cartoon. You know, made an adjustment here and there, some some slight adjustments in some ways. Maybe altered the song a little bit to fit more human realm than than a cartoon. Um, and like, for instance, in the Gaston Gaston song, they had to mm-hmm. make a couple of adjustments. To, because some of the stuff they did in there is just not possible for a human to pull off. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, so Good I point. mean they had to make some adjustments to the song itself. So as long as they just do things like that, yeah. then I think it will work. But if they go too far outside of that, I know I personally am not gonna like it, but again, yeah. we'll see. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt for obviously yeah. for now. I'm sure like, it'll do well. I, the Aladdin yeah. the animated picture is like one of my favorites. It used to be I used to consider it my favorite. I don't know if I would if I had to think about the whole list, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's due to Robin Williams. It's hard to top that, so but Will Smith's really good and I think that he'll take do his own thing with it and it'll be good. It and from the trailer you saw that the you know the Cave of Wonders basically look exactly the same. So that's, yeah, that's things they like definitely that cool. are trying to stay in the the realm of the uh, animated film, so I think it'll be good. All right, so continuing on, this is a movie I will definitely go see in theaters, and that is Toy Story 4 on June 21st. hope they haven't tried to go too far, too long, too many of these. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when it comes to this. That's all I hope. And we know that Bo Peep is in this one again, and it... Originally, it was rumored that this would be a prequel to Toy Story 3. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I saw another article about talking about the possibility of Keanu Reeves yet again. This was outside of oh. Tim Allen's rumor, wasn't it? I can't remember right. who it was. That yeah, first Tim Allen. Usually it Tim, Tim Allen. If it was a, something leaked, it was Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking it was. But there was another... I saw... A, I, I gotta admit, I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline that talked about it. So I don't know if it was referring to Tim Allen again or if it was a new one. But I, it just yeah. made me think of it again because, well, it just resurfaced. So, well, um, speaking of what I was just talking about, a prequel or not, it looks like it will not be because I'm reading a synopsis here that says talking about Woody has always been confident about his place in the world and that his priority is taking care of his kid whether that's andy or bonnie but it says when bonnie adds a reluctant new toy called forky to her room a road trip adventurer alongside all the new friends blah blah blah. so looks like it will be a sequel to toy story 3 so that answers that question yeah which that's that's good that it is kind of staying with the timeline yeah which is Um, good because they got to release another, what, Halloween or Christmas special after this movie to keep the timeline going of 
keep keep the machine. I mean, if, they, if they go with too many of these, they're going to run out of things for the toys to do, except for like you know, wind up in a landfill. So, right. well, they've already done that. They just did, they made it out. No, well, I mean for good. <laughs> for good. Uh, well, they survived it once. They can survive I don't know. it again. And then, then again, maybe not. I mean, they just maybe you know, after a point, it becomes a boring Toy Story, whereas they like sit in a um, a, a old toy chest in your mother's yeah. or grandmother's house until they rot. Type of thing. yeah, <laughs> that's about how some of mine are. Mine are probably still at mom's house. Yeah, uh, I found some of mine the other day actually digging through did you? my old house. But anyway, there you go. Uh, so they're they're a good thirty plus years. <laughs> Most yep. likely. So the next one, I'm really excited about this too. It's, of course, The Lion King coming out July 19th. The live action John Favreau Lion King with a plethora of A list celebrities doing the voices from Donald Glover to James Earl Jones returning as Mufasa. And Beyonce as Nala, and as I said, Donald Glover as Simba. I mean, Billy Eichner is Timon. Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. I saw something recently that I think uh, Beyonce was tapped to uh, do "Can You Feel the Love Tonight?" I guess for the for the, the pop version. Yeah, no, of pop course. version. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because they always have a pop version of the song. Exactly. Yeah, and that'll that probably be the closing credit song or something. <laughs> like they always do. Personally, I think it would be kind of cool, you know, to have Elton John doing it again, but I guess that would be like rehashing it. So <laughs> that would be cool, actually. I mean, he just did his farewell tour, didn't he? Or he's still right, doing yeah. it. So. Well, it was a few months ago when they released the first teaser for The Lion King where Freeform played, you know, The Lion King, the actual movie, uh, for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. First time in forever, maybe. Huh? But I, I watched movie. it. And I, you know, it just brought everything back. This was my favorite movie as a kid by a lot. And it just brought all that back. And I was just like, man, this movie is so good. All right. So I'm trying to wrap this up here. August 9th is Artemis Fowl coming out. Judy Dinch is in this movie. And then Frozen 2, which has really no artwork except leaked artwork from like China that you can see. Uh, November 22nd, and of course, rounding out the year on December 20th is Star Wars Episode Nine, which has yet to have an official title. I'm sure that might come soon, maybe the Super Bowl or something. Who knows? Probably not that Possible. soon. Could be. Though. I mean, you never know with Disney. Yeah, they they'll release it. it there. Yeah, at the. I feel like wasn't it the Super Bowl when Force Awakens first teaser yeah, they did came the, out? No, they did the solo. I know they did solo okay. last year. That's true, but I thought when I thought the first trailer for the Chewy were home trailer, I thought that was the Super Bowl, but it could have, it may not have been. Uh, I, it may have been aired around that time. I don't really maybe remember. Not. That was a long time before that movie came out, though, so maybe it wasn't. Anyway, moving on. Next story. Well, just uh, kind of following up on something. You know how last week we I went through that um, maintenance list of things, like things yeah. that were falling apart, I mm-hmm. guess, around the park. Well, again, apparently there's a success story because um, the it, when you know you had mentioned before about how they said if you don't you see something that needs to be done, tweet about it, and yeah. they pay attention to these things. 
Well, apparently, Brer Bear's tail is back in wow. Splash Mountain. I don't know how long it had been missing, per se, but apparently, you know, some people had mentioned that it had been missing. and For so 10 plus years, right? Yeah, I don't remember how long it is, but his tail is actually back on there now. So wow. I don't know what the issue was. <laughs> I don't think it wiggled or anything that I remember. But I don't know, I mean, why he didn't have a tail was the... I don't know what the purpose behind taking it away was, so but they brought it back apparently. So because you know people it, were talking about it, you know what it probably was is people. This story went viral to some extent, I'm sure, or was shared a lot on social media, perhaps. And somebody who is in charge of whatever maintenance at at Splash Mountain went, oh, yeah, we have that. We should have. Oh, we forgot to do that. Forgot to put Let's that back go. on. <laughs> Shoot. It's just sitting in storage for like the last 15 years. Oh, yeah. Let's just put that back on. fell off. <laughs> right. So it was probably one of those kind of situations like, oh, crap. Yeah, we forgot to do that. Yeah. It's only been 15 years. Wow. Anyway. That's good to know. Success story, I guess, from that. So if so, you see something you don't like in Disney parks or you would wish they would bring back, tweet about it. So I'm going <laughs> to suggest everybody tweet about Horizons. Yes, I'll start. <laughs> Hashtag bring back horizons. Uh, yes. So. If you see something, say something. Yep. There you go. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna do tweets about Horizon and tag Disney in it, and hopefully it catches on. Right. Well, what if they're secretly not building a Mission Space restaurant, but they're actually rebuilding Horizons Ooh. behind space? They're Mission starting space. by putting it right there. Right. <laughs> Horizons was a pretty big building. They should have plenty of space behind Mission Space because it's right. much smaller than Horizons was. I suppose. And maybe that's why they uh, are doing the restaurant where they are. So, Speaking of which, I'm hoping to do an episode on specifically that attraction because there's been some really cool stuff I've come across recently, just so you know. So it's kind of a teaser, hopefully. Yes. For Other things to come. to come soon. Yes. That'll be cool. All right. So in the meantime... Disney released some new info on the Skyliner, and of course they talked about... I watched the video official from, you know, Disney Parks blog, where they were showing, you know, the Skyliner gondolas actually on the line and moving. They didn't have the the wrap around them off so that you could see the actual paint job of all the different... Uh, paint schemes that the Skyliner Skyliner gondolas are going to have. However, they did release a news story that listed several of, and even gave some new concept art of what these, some of the uh, different gondolas are going to look like. The one they released, the new concept art had one that had Toy Story gondola themed with Woody, Buzz, and Jesse with you know it was a red gondola that had sort of a cloud background that that famous toy story wallpaper andy's room background with woody buzz and jesse there's also a blue skyliner gondola with r2d2 and c3po with a space background on it there's one with donald and daisy on it looks like donald's holding a map of some sort and then there's a Guardians of the Galaxy one as well. And it lists here specifically some of the gondolas that will be part of the system. It says expect to see Coco, Finding Dory, The Haunted Mansion, Monsters, Inc., Pirates of the Caribbean, Ratatouille, as well as Goofy, Pete, and Clarabelle, and Horace 
horse collar. The animated films that were already included, had we mentioned those before, like Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, and all those? Uh, did Stitch. we? Yeah. Moana is going to have one as well. Peter Pan's print. So that's, yeah. the, one of the things that would be cool about that is, you know, kids would be like, oh, I want to wait for the <laughs> Moana. I think that's probably something that's going to happen is if you see one coming down the line, like, oh, I want to get in that one. You're going to, like, wait around. And it could like, cause some delays. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have uh, <clears throat> the mathematical dads or the mathematical uh, members of the family they're looking at be, like, timing it, starting exactly. to see, like, counting people and counting cars they see it coming right. they're like okay you can go ahead of me if you want uh, <laughs> right exactly yeah that's probably going to happen quite a bit actually it wouldn't surprise me I don't really care honestly but of course if you have kids with you they're going to be like oh I want to ride in that one and then they're going to be upset and kids are going to be screaming they because they're riding in the Star Wars one instead of the the Ratatouille one or whatever their favorite movie is yeah that probably will happen that's going to happen daily, <laughs> hourly. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, moving along. Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures are coming to Napa Rose at the Grand Californian on March the 30th. I think this is the first, like, character breakfast that they have at, a, at that type of, at that resort, I would think. They're kind of following in line with what they did with um, Artist Point at Wilderness Lodge because the Grand Californian is it's almost like a hybrid between the Grand Floridian and the Wilderness Lodge. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you think yeah, about it, pretty much in those terms. But they don't—they never really had any character meals there. I think the only one that did was actually the Disneyland Hotel. I think, if I'm remembering this right, I don't think Paradise, Paradise Pier. I don't think it had one. During the breakfast, princesses such as Belle, Tiana, Ariel, and Jasmine, and there's others that arrive to greet and make memories with families so Mulan is one that's mentioned as possibly being there Rapunzel as well so I mean I think they're going to have a mixture I don't think you're going to get all of them it sounds like necessarily so it might just depend you might get a any one any like three or four of all 12 it sounds like at any point in time Mm -hmm. so I don't think it's going to be like a um, like a set this is what you're going to get each time it's going to be Sometimes you get these princesses. Sometimes you get these. Is what I it see. sounds like, anyway. So, it, okay. I could be wrong. We'll have to wait until we see. I mean, March thirtieth is when it happens, but it's that's what it reads like or sounds like. It's going right. to be something like that. Sounds good. Just like supposedly, Ohana sometimes changes up the characters, but I mean, I've never been when it's anything other than Mickey, Pluto, and Lilo and Stitch. I mean, there's. Supposedly they change out Pluto sometimes, from what I understand, mm, but I've never, I've never <laughs> seen it happen. So I really hope that they switch out Lilo with Moana at least. I mean, you can keep Stitch, but get rid of Lilo and put Moana in there. But I think the issue yeah, is I mean, that she's a face character, and they they cost more apparently, or they pay have to pay them more. <laughs> So that means Ohana breakfast is going to be $79 a person if they put Moana in there. <laughs> Maui's not a face character, right? If they, they very rarely have him, though. Yeah. I've only seen a photo of him from, like, Shanghai Disneyland or something. I think it was. Or maybe Tokyo. I can't remember which one it was. Of a, the Maui Just, person. You know, know, I find it hard to believe this movie's not as popular. I mean, not as popular as I think it is. At least ever since it's been released. Yeah. I don't know. Because everybody I know has 
knows this film and loves this film. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of characters that you can meet, this is something that I was extremely excited about. And it's something new that they did as part of the Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration at the Magic Kingdom, which started January 18th, along with a ton of other things. But this wasn't something that Disney announced, but it has been going on since January 18th. And I hope it remains for a very long time, but we'll see. And that is at Town Square... In the middle of Town Square at Magic Kingdom, there are meet and greets of older and more rare characters that you don't really get to meet very often, except maybe at like the Halloween or Christmas party or something like that occasionally. But it's a rotation, at least that's what it is currently. Hopefully it stays this way. But the rotation currently is Nick and Judy Hopps. Well, not <laughs> Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps from Zootopia. Sorry, not, they're not married yet, as far as I know. <laughs> and he took her last name. So. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps from Zootopia. Phineas and Ferb, eh, okay. Chicken Little and Abby from uh, Chicken Little. Here's the cool one. Robin Hood and Little John from Disney's oh. Robin Hood. You know, that was one of the first ones I thought of when you said this. Like, the ones you used to see back in the day, but don't see yep, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. From uh, Pinocchio, you have Gideon and Jay Worthington Fowlfellow or Honest John. The two... Are like, you talking about from... Um, from Pinocchio, the villain. Uh, Remy and Emily from Ratatouille, which is also really cool. And Prince John and Friar Tuck. Also oh. from Disney's Robin Hood. Must that be about is awesome. to bring back Robin Hood. <laughs> I know. I, Some I, version of it. That is so cool. Yeah, the Prince John is the one I'd want to meet the most. Prince John and Friar Tuck. Because they are very rare these days. I don't even know if... I don't, and, of course, Robin Hood and Little John, I don't think you see them ever either. So... Well, when you mention this, though, what I was thinking of, I remember some characters that used to be seen in the parks that are no longer seen in the parks. And I guess partially because they don't really have relevance anymore, but ones you used to see around the parks were the Three Little Pigs. Oh, yeah. So, I'm sure yeah. they still have those costumes somewhere. I mean, unless they auction probably. them off or something. But, um, they might be really old school costumes. Probably, <laughs> probably the most rare one and one that most people won't remember, and I could probably look it up, and I may have to go looking for it. But there was a character, and I don't know that it had an actual name, but he was like the Magic Kingdom mascot, and he was a lion, so therefore a lot of people um, associated him as, with, or as Prince John, which might have been one of the reasons why they changed it. But he was like the king of the magic kingdom or something that he was a lion character interesting and um he had a mane so that was one of the ways he was different than prince john but again because they both dressed in robes and had crowns i think some people sometimes got him confused Confusing. and it may have led to the reason why they don't have him anymore but i had to look it up because that was that one's extremely rare and i'm almost i mean don't quote me on this, but I'm gonna see if I can find something on that. I don't. He may have had a name that I don't recall, but I tell yeah. I'm telling you, this character existed. Interesting. So, okay. Because um, I remember seeing pictures a long time ago of it, but what it may it? take some. It may take some digging on the web yeah. to find him. But the interwebs, the dark corners of yeah. the internet, to find it. Yes, yeah, so it may may have to go to the dark web. But I'll just 
mention this really quick is I would say post Walt Disney's death in 1966, I would say Robin Hood is probably one of the better movies of what people call the Disney Dark Ages between um, 1966 I've always, I always enjoyed it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of my favorites. It's not a very long movie. Most of them are pretty short back in the day, but it was good. I enjoyed this one. I can't really think of anything from like the 70s through the mid 80s that was really all that good other than this one. Maybe there's one or two, like Fox and the Hound or something, but I don't think it was that good. This one was one I watched a lot as a kid, so if you haven't seen it, it's worth seeing. You know, I, I used to think when I remember seeing, and I know it came from the previews, but the Oliver and Company movie, I used yeah. to think that, you know, like that one was, was pretty good. So I was rewatching it. I'm like, you know, I know it's just a remake of the Oliver Twist, basically, right. in cartoons. Yeah. But I think I really think that um, having Billy Joel sing that catchy Why Should I Worry song was really the biggest hype to the yeah, film. The only good thing about it. <laughs> I was like, it made you think you were enjoying it. Like, yeah. that was the only part you wanted to see, though. You wanted to see it get to this part. Hey, look, it's the Billy Joel song. Yeah. You know, so. I watched some of that movie recently, too, and I couldn't get through it. It was that bad to me. I was <laughs> like, that wow, good, this right? is horrible. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was like, it's hard to say that you messed up a it Classic. didn't feel like a Disney movie either. It just felt, yeah, yeah it just didn't feel right. Um, yeah. I was thinking the Rescuers. I thought was pretty good, and I think the Great Mouse Detective are okay, but they're nothing like you want to watch all the time. Like Robin Hood, I I watched a lot. So oh, Fox and the Hound that was during that time period too. Yeah, it was good, but again, I would rather watch Robin Hood against any of those movies all, all day. So. Right. Anyway, that's cool. I'm glad they're doing this. Hopefully they do it a long time, because I would love to be able to get to meet Prince John and Friar Tuck. Those are the two. And then, of course, yeah. Robin Hood and Little John would be cool. So That would be cool. So, uh, following up a joyous story with kind of a downer, Hepatitis A was oh. found in food, ser- in food service worker, not in food, right? in food service worker right. at Hoopty Doo Musical Review. So, therefore, another. Yeah. If the worker has it, they're like, well, there's a possibility that right. they transmitted it through. I would think that there's not a problem with the food because of that, though. And I'm trying to figure out how did they how did they find this out? Because are they just like testing for this sort of thing? I mean, now around. Well, around it could have just been. I, I heard something about this thing that he was he had been diagnosed recently, and so maybe mm-hmm. that was a, like a routine checkup or something, and found out that he actually had this and I don't know. I mean, apparently they, they plan on going forward with things. Like, I mean, as far as I know, Morimoto Asia, whenever they had that, uh, they didn't find out people were exposed to it, that nothing else happened there. So, cause it wasn't active, I guess after once they had discovered yeah. it, you know, but it's still unsettling though. If you've been to the hoopty doo in the last month, you're kind of like, uh, okay. It tur- it'll turn to... some people off, no doubt. I mean, it probably yeah. the the Morimoto incident probably turned some people off. So, I'm sure it did. Yeah. So, hopefully, the Hoopty Doo will continue. It's still a great show. It's just, well, hopefully, you don't get <laughs> get hepatitis by going to this show. But, I mean, folks, there's no telling what you're exposed to on a daily basis that nothing that people don't catch. I mean, mm, that's true. So, sadly, yeah. I always so. think about that when you go to a restaurant and you see, oh, they had a hundred this week. That doesn't mean that was last week's score, right? I mean, or the last <laughs> time they were rated. 
they could have roaches in the kitchen today. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and the bottom line is, you don't you're 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 trusting you're you're putting faith in the people preparing your food, no matter where you go, anyway. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you just don't know. Right. All right. Um, is there any others? I, I don't see any that are really stand out to me, unless I'm missing something. Well, there was one that was just announced today, along with that one that was kind of big. But I, uh, I just is kind of like a, a note here. This I did see one that said the National Labor Relations Board rules against Teamsters' plans to unionize the minivan drivers. Oh, so apparently they attempted to unionize the minivan drivers. I mean, that would have probably really jacked up the price. But what well, I don't understand. I mean, what's the point of having a minivan union? basically, because they're not being treated unfairly. I'm sure they're not being, you know, Disney's, you know, there's laws in place. There's no point in having a union of minivan drivers, in my opinion, but maybe there's more than meets the eye there. I don't know. Yeah, I can't really, I don't know. I mean, they've raised the prices so much that they, hopefully they're paying them well enough at this point. Otherwise, you would hope. Why, why charge so dang much for the minivan service? I mean, unless they're trying to get their own little, like, you know how, like, the the tax, all the taxi drivers in New York City are all like, part of a club, like, yeah. part of a mafia, almost. <laughs> of, right. of, I mean, of, maybe it's uh, only natural, maybe. Uh, maybe they feel like uh, if they're not, uh, like, a lot of Disney workers are unionized, maybe if the minivan drivers are not, and the bus drivers are, for example, then maybe they feel like they deserve to be, too. Yeah, I don't know. So, we'll yeah. see. I don't know. Here's one that I can uh, mention here because I, I've heard about this a couple of times, but I haven't looked at the details until now. So let's see. There is a new VIP tour called World of Dreams, and that it was, says it costs twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, that was like the big one I would think from this week that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Twelve yeah. hours long, so it's a thousand dollars an hour. Essentially, the yes. <laughs> I actually made a comment on this on a uh, Facebook group. And I said that if I was rich enough to blow $12,000 in this, I still would not do it. Even if I had the money to do this, I would not do this for $12,000. Because yeah. it's a matter of what I'm getting versus the cost. Right. And what I'm getting versus the cost just really does not add up. I mean, just, well, you, I'll let you go ahead. Do, you yeah. want to do sure, the breakdown okay. for us? So here's the breakdown $12,000. This is what it gets you for 12 hours backstage access and transportation. Sounds sounds like it's already worth the twelve grand right there. Backstage access, but to where? Like where? Where all do you need to go? Front of the line attraction access. You get the tour of the Dream Suite at Cinderella's Castle. You get a exclusive nighttime spectacular viewing spaces. For the tour tour twelve grand, I want to be going out on the line with Tinkerbell for this. Like I want to be zip lining with Tinkerbell. All meals are included, three a day, with select alcohol. Select alcohol, really? You're still going to limit alcohol for twelve grand, so I can't get the expensive wine. I have to go with the two buck check just because. Maybe, maybe that means they gave you the best. They they selected the alcohol. Yeah, right. Probably select the one with the least amount in it. It means for an extra fee, you can get the (laughs) special. (laughs) Right. I'm not paying enough as as it is. You get access to any restaurant at Walt Disney World with no reservations needed. But I imagine you still have... To, oh, well, it says it includes the meal. 
So, okay, that's cool. Includes, well, all meals included. It says three a day, so right. I guess the, yeah. So let's, let's, let's see if we can add up what this would normally cost you. To right. Do and many more possibilities based on guest requests. So it sounds like you can ask for other things. If you do the tour for one day, an additional day only costs 10000 <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think is funny. Well, they give you a two grand discount if you want to do more days. Yeah. Like this. It's like, all right, Disney, we get it. Someone's going to do this, I'm sure. So but if I'm you... sure they can have like a coupon day. Right, yeah. Coupon day, only ten thousand. So this is not meant to be just for the super rich. Sorry. <laughs> All right, John Hammond. Is that your last name? Sorry. No. Well, yeah, someone's gonna do this, and if you do, and you want to invite us as part of your group, and you need two more, podcast at travelingwiththemouse dot com is our email address. We will gladly fill those final two spots for you, as long as you're yeah. paying. You know, now that I say that it's up to six guests, you know, if you split the cost, <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad. Right. You know. So much savings. Right. I mean, six guests is two grand a piece. That's less than they paid to go on a vacation there. Yeah. I mean, most likely. Exactly. Since the average person spends, I think, about four grand now. There you have it. VIP experience for one day. Twelve grand. You know, now that you broke it down and I see that you could split it up among six people, you know, some of this doesn't sound so bad now all of a sudden. Especially the the fact that you get access to any restaurant without a reservation. So Okay. It says any. You know, you gotta think about that. Some of the hardest ones to get you could just not have to worry about getting a reservation for, you just go. Yeah. And you eat whatever you want, I guess. But for but I mean if I'm getting three meals a day and I eat like all I can eat, I will be, I will explode by the end of the day. Because well, I mean, I, I wouldn't eat all I could eat, but I would, I would pick, you know, expensive places. I mean, it says, it says any Walt Disney World restaurant, right? So yeah. you could choose, doesn't that mean any like resort as well? So couldn't you choose Victorian Alberts? It didn't say it was an exclusion. Mm-hmm. I think I'm rethinking my, what I'm getting for the price, like whether I think it's worth it or not. See, when I first look at this, though, I think, well, it's just for, like, the dream suite. I mean, forget it. But then you kind of see what else is involved. It's like, it's not as bad as I thought. I don't see myself spending twelve grand to do it, but at least that's not one of those things that... Yeah. Now, if you got to stay in the dream suite, then we're talking that might be worth it. So that's going to wrap up this episode. So I will remind you of our email address again, podcast at travelingwithamouse.com. We also have a website, travelingwiththemouse.com, if you didn't realize that. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast. We're also on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram, all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store with our exclusive TWTM merchandise, if you want to go check that out. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. And we have some new con- items there. Sorry, new rainbow logo items there to check out. So check those out. And for John Martin, my name is Adam Brown, and we will see you on our next trip. <laughs>